This is Josh Mills. And this is John Mills. Welcome back to another episode of Acquired Tastings. We are very happy to have you guys with us this week on a cocktail week. I love doing the cocktail week. I do too. And Josh, you even brought snacks this time. You know, I did. We've had some, uh, well... I just let's just say it's good to have food on the table when we're drinking cocktails. That could be true. And also, you know, like like I've talked about, we are doing a ramp up to your trip to Italy. Right. And so I actually have just some Italian meats on the table today. All right. Got some borsola, some prosciutto di parma, and then some duck ham because ham had some wait, duck ham. Wait. Does Italy have ducks? Oh, I guess so. Yes, okay. they have oh, duck. Right. <laughs> they have duck. They may not ham it like this, but there are ducks in Italy. And these are American ducks. Well, of course they're American <laughs> ducks. I what? mean, I, I do well for myself, but I'm not flying, <laughs> fresh flying in Italian duck. Well, geez. <laughs> but anyway, so we're we're off to a great banner start today. All right. Um, so, Dad, what is your cocktail this week? I know it's a little bit different than you announced last yeah, week. Yeah, what I announced last week was I was going to do the Villa Massa Limoncello Tonica. Yep. So I did some trying of it, and the recipe said one to three, and that was still way too sweet. And I tried, well, first, I, wait a minute. First, I tried one to two, one limoncello to two tonica. Oh, man, was that too sweet. Then I did the one to three, like the recipe on the Villa Massa website said, and that was way too sweet. And then here's what I did. You know, when you get in trouble like that, you Google. Yeah. So I Googled the top 10 Italian cocktails. Did Limoncello Tonica show? Nope. It, I, <laughs> I, I stopped there. Because what I saw was the Godfather. Oh. You know, Dad, scotch. Oh. Scotch, Josh, scotch. But it is scotch. And Italian amaretto. So oh. there's the Italian connection right there. So that's what I'm doing, a godfather. What are you doing, Josh? I am doing the Italian classic Bellini. Okay. From uh, Northern Italy. So it's and it's be... on the top ten. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you knew it or not. It definitely it definitely is. It is a extremely classic cocktail, and we'll kind of get into that as we're as we're going through. All right. So, Dad, uh, I think we're going to go ahead and get started with mine. All right, let's go. So, ching, ching. Ching, ching. To, uh, to another cocktail episode. All right. Mm. Nice. Oh, there's, there's champagne in there. There is not. What is it? Because it's Italian. Oh. There's Prosecco. Prosecco. Okay. So, Getting um, so the same kind of smell though. <laughs> well, yeah, you do have that that kind of effervescence and and some of that. So, this cocktail is a very simple cocktail. It is made of peach nectar and prosecco. Awesome, and that's it. So just two parts. Just two. Just that's it. You know, a little bit of peach prosecco at the bottom, or not peach prosecco, peach nectar at the bottom, and then you kind of fill it up and mix it around in with prosecco, and that's All it. Right. All right. You could have this like for a breakfast in, instead of, you know, one of those other breakfast cocktails. Yeah, this, you know, this is in those lines of a mimosa. Right, exactly. That's what so, I was thinking. You know, but this is a northern Italian version of it. It started actually in Venice. 
it comes from the famed Harry's Bar in Venice. Now, for those of you who may have gone to the gone to Purdue University, this is a different Harry's Bar. Um, it is not the Harry's Bar that is in West Lafayette, but it is a it's still a fantastic little spot. So, Dad, I know we're gonna kind of you know, this is a cocktail episode, so we're not really gonna kind of do a whole whole lot about history and everything. But are you guys are you guys gonna be going to Venice? Yes. On a day trip. Okay. From where are y'all no, staying? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh no. Pisa we're going to Pisa on a day trip. And Venice, I think we're spending maybe two nights. I'm not real sure. Yeah. But yes, we're going there. Okay. So you guys are gonna definitely have to sit down. You're gonna have to go to Harry's bar and get a Bellini. All right. So now I'm looking at your glass and my glass and there is no garnish. But when I look at the picture I found on the web about the top 10 drinks, when I look at the Bellini, it has a slice of peach. Yeah, I used all my peaches to make the, to make the nectar. <laughs> oh, okay. That's why there's... Well, I know, it's at home. I, I, mean, I know your thoughts, too, about garnishes, you know. What purpose is it going to serve? Yeah, and I mean, it, it, it would look pretty, you know. Oh, it does. I mean, it's a great cocktail. And, you know, there's even there's even another one that makes the top 10 of Italian Italian cocktails called a, I think it's a Fregolini. Fregolini? Yeah. Or, um, I didn't, I don't think I saw something that along those lines, but it's actually with strawberry nectar. No. Fregole, Fregole, oh gosh. Fregole, I think, is okay. strawberry in Italian. Okay. Now, David, I know you're out there. <laughs> the number two cocktail is a Negroni. Is a Negroni. There you are, David. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it is it is an extremely popular cocktail. You know, there are a lot of people who who really enjoy a Bellini. I am just not one of those people. Now, the number one cocktail is a Martini. On the, I, I'm sure there's different websites and different lists of what order they're in but this right. this one i'm looking at the number one is called the americano now we're not talking coffee right we're talking it's like a negroni from the standpoint it has the bitter in it so it has campari it's like a half and half drink half campari and half vermouth and that's the americano but it's white vermouth isn't it um or dry vermouth. Nah, it says rosa so, okay, so that'd be red. Yeah. Uh-huh. I thought about doing that one, but, you know, my old standby scotch. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys are getting ready to head to Italy here in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And, kind of, so what are y'all's, uh, what are y'all's plans? Like, what's kind of the, not the exact itinerary, but give us the broad strokes. Fly into Rome. Do three days in Rome. And then take the train to a little town, and I don't remember the name of it, and that's uh, where Castle Apache is, which is House of Peace, and this man that we knew and his partner that we knew in Little Rock, they bought it probably 15 years ago. It's Pepper and Pepper, right? Yeah, Pepper, Pepper. Pepper, Pepper, and Rusty. And stay there seven days. Okay. And then go to Florence for like four. So the, the Casa Pace, it's outside of 
Cinque Terre, isn't it? Cinque Terre, that's right. Okay. You're yeah. right. How did you know that? <laughs> well, I, I, that's what I thought I remember, but, you know, yeah. I've yeah. heard about this place. I've never been. I actually, I actually didn't get to go to Cinque Terre when I was in Italy. Uh, my trip, when, when my group went to Cinque Terre, I was, I had to, uh, that's when I came back in the States oh, for okay. great grandma's funeral. But I've heard it's absolutely beautiful, so I'm very jealous that you guys are getting to go. Yeah. And then, well, we'll find out, man. And then uh, Florence, of course. And then Pisa on that on that side trip, or the day trip? Just the day trip. And then Venice. And then because you said something about wine tasting in northern Italy. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't, ex- know, I don't know exactly where we're going to stay. Right. I don't think Joanne's even got that figured out exactly yet. Yeah. But then uh, a couple days up there and then fly back out. Mm-hmm. So that's that basically three weeks. Well, that's going to be that's going to be lots of fun. I mean, you're going to be <laughs> there's going to be a lot going on, I'll tell you that. But I know I know I've talked to mom about it cuz you know, I spent you know, my my time, and I've talked about it a little bit on the show. You know, a lot of my time was centralized around Florence and right. in Tuscany. Mm-hmm. I'm very, you know, I was there in the fall as well. And mm-hmm. it's just absolutely, it's breathtaking. Mm-hmm. It's breathtaking there. You guys are going to get to see the sunflowers. I think so, yeah. You're going to get to see some of the sunflowers he's driving. The, you know, the vi- possibly the vineyard starting to change change colors. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, it's going to be a great trip. What are you looking forward to? Well, the whole trip is going to be fantastic like you described. I think the wine country is going to be fantastic, uh, and and don't get me, don't get me wrong that that's the only time we're going to taste wines when we go to the <laughs> northern part. Well, of course. <laughs> so I'm sure there's going to be wine probably at every meal. Well, there should uh, be prosecco at breakfast. I don't know. We use it for breakfast. I don't know. But uh, you know what Pepper told Joanne is that in the village. He recommends going to this little place that does a wine tasting. And then there's places like in the village itself, shops and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He, said, he says you can just pick up bottles of wine, just dirt cheap. Yeah, I mean, it's it's incredible when you travel over, when you travel in Europe and you start and you go to like their wine shops in town and you're like, why is this so much cheaper? Well, you got to remember they're not having to ship it across the world, right? So they're not they're not adding in that cost all, all the time. Plus our tariff, mm-hmm. plus the tariff that's still in place. Mm-hmm. And I think it's on Italy's wines too. I think it's on everything from the EU. Yeah, I think that's right. Spain, Italy. Now, what did we do last night, Josh? Last night, so we so if you've been kind of watching Instagram, well, this was you know a week ago from when this is actually going to air. You know, I posted both nights about us going out to supporting support our local zoo. Uh, the Little Rock Zoo partners with one of the local wine shops here in town and does a really big event every year called Wild Wines at the Zoo. And it was it was a lot of fun, wasn't it? It really was. Yeah, so what they do is they have two nights. So they have a VIP night where there's some higher-priced wine and then some higher-end food right. that they share. And then they have the... The next night on Saturday is the main event where there's M A N E, right? Lion's Mane. I mean, what there was? 
One, two, three, I think four, there's... five, six, six, seven, seven little pods of wine. Like they had two tables each and they each had like, at each station there were probably 30, 10, 20, to, like 20 to 30 wines at each Well, at each what station. I read on their website was 20 food vendors mm-hmm. and 200 wines. Yeah, I can definitely... I could definitely see and that. And Josh tried to taste them all. I did not. That was <laughs> well, that was my first time ever going to the event that I did that. It didn't end up well. No, we had we had uh, we kind of cherry picked, right? Yeah. Well, with those kind of event, events, you have to cherry pick. Like, there's no way for you to taste everything in front of you, right? Because it's 200 wines in three hours, right? I mean, <laughs> unless you're spitting. Right. It's it's impossible to stay sober. No. But it's lots of fun. It's outdoor. It's it's near some of the the animal pens. So mm-hmm. sometimes they'll come out like Friday night the elephant came out. Yeah, as we, we were, were leaving back and there's the elephant. And they at the beginning of the night they actually have handlers who bring out some of the animals mm-hmm. to be shown off. I know they had had a corn snake. They had the one of the penguins was out. See, I missed the penguin because I was headed toward the wine. <laughs> and there was this cluster of people like in this circle. And I'm going, what's what's going on? Did somebody faint already or something like that? <laughs> and then I found out later they had they had a penguin in this little blue tub. Mm-hmm. And uh I did see an armadillo in another blue tub. Yep. And then the the corn snake, like you said, and somebody was holding like a looked like a kit, but I think it was a it was, a, ba- it was a baby possum. Well, are you talking main event or VIP? VIP. It was up there by where the penguin was. Yeah, and the armadillo. It was a baby possum. Oh, okay. It was it was really cute. Yeah, <laughs> North America's only marsupial. Yeah. Well. That possum that got in my back of my garage room was not fun. Well, no, they can't, they are very destructive. They don't. They can't get rabies, and they eat mosquitoes. Right. I mean, it can't well, be tell us more about stuff. this Bellini. Well, I mean, it, so it started back in somewhere in between 1934 and 1948 at Harry's Bar in Venice, and it really is just you know they use white peach. Originally, it's used with white peach nectar. Which actually comes out a little bit pink, because you have the the mm-hmm. center, mm-hmm. Uh, the center around where the pith is, being red, and he, it's named after a painting from Giovanni Bellini. Okay, the owner of Harry's Bar said the color reminded him of paintings from Giovanni Bellini, so he called it a Bellini. So, what's the ratio of the one you made? So the recipe says two ounces to four ounces. So two ounces of puree mm-hmm. in these champagne flutes, mm-hmm. and because I was pouring out of the a girl shop bottle for the puree that I made, estimate, yeah. I mean, I just I put maybe about a a teaspoon and a half, or no, probably about two teaspoons. Two teaspoons. But you didn't measure it with it. No, teaspoon. I didn't. No, I didn't actually measure. I just kind of. So you used you used the Becky eyeball method. I poured a yeah, <laughs> I did. I poured just a little bit in the bottom of the glass. And then I put a little bit of the Prosecco in there, mix it up, mm-hmm. so the puree kind of 
starts to blend in with the prosecco, mm-hmm. and then I slowly, slowly fill the glass up because it's like it's kind of like a root beer float. You know, if you're not careful, the bubbles oh, yeah. will overflow. Yeah. So you just gotta kind of take your time with it. What do you think of it? I like it. It's really, really good. I mean, prosecco is something you can just drink straight, just like champagne. Mm-hmm. But the the flavor of that peach just adds to it and gives it a beautiful little color. Yeah, kind of peachy yellow is the way it turned out. Mm-hmm. And it it doesn't need that garnish. Yeah, I mean the garnish is nice if you want to just you know eat the peach, but it's not it's not needed. It's not required. Now that you can, the variations on this cocktail are endless. So any any type of fruit puree or nectar that you want to put in the bottom of your Bellini, you can do it. If you wanted to add, you wanted to add some herbaceousness, you know, if you want to smack a, if you want to smack a basil leaf, put it on top, you know, smolder some rosemary, that kind of stuff would be right. It would it would take very well to that herbaceousness. Well, I'm sure you could use apricots mm-hmm. or maybe even oranges. Well, so here's the thing. You want a you want a fruit that will make a puree or a nectar. Correct. So citrus doesn't really do that. Citrus just juices. Yeah. So cuz you want that kind of consistency cuz the the mouthfeel on this cocktail is a little bit thicker than you would think a like a mimosa taste. Mhm. Because you want that, you want that puree versus just the juice that goes into it. Mm-hmm. So it's really good. Yeah, it looks like you're about to finish, and so am I. Oh yeah, I'm getting there. So, so what? Your cocktail is the the Godfather, mm-hmm. is that right? Mm-hmm. So you, I mean, you've seen the Godfather, right? I'm going to talk about that. Okay, but when 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 we were doing the, my trip, when I was over there, first semester, we went down to Italy. And we had to uh, take the requisite photo on the stairs because oh. the actual, yeah, that building where they are, they're standing there, that's in the Godfather, mm-hmm. it's in Sicily, it's in, it's a real building, so you can go and oh, take, okay. take a picture on the stairs there. Okay. I think that's where they try and assassinate Michael. Yeah, I see. I haven't seen it. That's a, I need to yeah. rewatch it. Right. That's a movie that uh, you could just watch over and over and over yeah i mean it, i'm how many of more than three? three yeah the third one is nah right i mean that's the one where they're where they go to vegas mm-hmm. but you know it's a scorsese film so it's great mm-hmm. and yeah. somehow you know back i mean i think if that movie came out nowadays it would be an instant oscar like it would have won that think, yeah and you know what it didn't it took scorsese until departed in the early 2000s for him to actually get an oscar right which you know that's a whole whole big thing but well i mean the so just a just another note about this this cocktail can go very sweet real quick depending on the prosecco that you use there are some proseccos that are actually kind of sweet yeah and words you want to want to stay away from are like sec so sec anything that kind of looks like it could be sugar oh suco yeah is it means sweet. So you want to kind of stay away from those words if you're looking at the bottle of Prosecco. So you you also want to make sure you don't grab a Moscato uh-huh. instead of a Prosecco. Yeah. Because a Moscato is definitely going to be a lot sweeter. So I use the the Masotina 
the Masotina Prosecco, and it's good. It's a nice dry. It was like 19, 15, 19 bucks a bottle. That ain't bad. <laughs> no, not bad at all. Prosecco is usually a little bit of cheaper, but you have to be careful, and that has to do with some of the uh, the making of it. But mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll we're gonna get into that at a different time because this is a cocktail episode. Uh, so when it comes to it, just you know, if you're not sure about a prosecco, buy it first and try it, and before see you make it into a cocktail. before you make it into a oh, cocktail. Well, sure. Because if you do happen to have a sweeter one, just know that you're gonna want to pull back on your peach puree. So. I actually made this peach puree or this peach nectar, however you want to call it, because the one I usually buy comes in a blue can. I think mm. it's Jimenez. No, not Jimenez. Um, but it's the blue can of nectar that you usually see in grocery stores. They didn't have the peach. Oh. So, so I just bought some peaches. They were a little firm, so I roasted them. Roasted Ooh. them for a little bit. After, in, a, in a cast iron skillet or something? No, I roasted them on, in the oven. Oh, in the oven. Okay. Yeah, no, I didn't sear them or anything. If I would have had more time, I would have grilled them. Yeah. But I just wanted to develop a little bit of that sweetness, and then I put them in a Vitamix and okay. with a little bit of sugar because they, they still were underripe. Mm-hmm. So I was just trying to find that right balance. If you can find it in the store, you definitely just go ahead and buy, your, buy yourself a can of it. Or if you want to, if you want to go through the whole process of making your own puree, you can just uh, email acquiredtasting <laughs> at gmail dot com, and yeah. Josh will help you out. I can definitely do that. The big thing about it, if if you make it for yourself, just make sure you put it through a sieve. Oh, true. Yeah, because you because I mean I didn't because pe- I didn't peel them. No, no, that's a lot of work. But yeah, so that's uh that's it about mine. I'm actually gonna take a little hit for a second. Kind of freshen, freshen myself up a little bit. There you go. So I'm really excited for you guys to go on this trip because I know you guys have been trying to go to Italy for a long, yeah, there's for a been, long, uh, long time. There's <clears throat> been three aborted tries. Yeah, one was one was while I was over there. Yes, that was the first, and then the second one I think was Joanne's uh, mom. Or let's see, first one was Papa Ralph Anita. Sec- mm-hmm. Maybe there's another one. I mean, Grandpa, I tell you. Yeah, so I'm I'm really excited for you guys to for you guys to get to go and because I know I know you're gonna love it. Like I I remember after the episode where I talked about my uh, food and wine experience when I was in Italy, uh, you guys coming back and just being so jazzed about uh, jazzed about it, and you were like, "We've got to go." And you guys are going. You're gonna meet up with Becky and. Mm-hmm. Becky and Jean, right? Mm-hmm. That's gonna be that's gonna be lots of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't get there. They're not going to Rome. I don't know where they're flying. I think they're, they're flying into Florence. I think they're flying into Florence, and we're gonna take the train from Rome to Florence and meet them there, and then we'll go on to Pepper Pepper's place. Okay, and then they're not. Let's see. I don't think they're going to. They'll go on the day trip. To Pisa, but they're not going to go to Venice, nor the wine country. Okay. Well, all right. So we're going to go ahead and switch over to the Godfather. Dad, why don't you tell us about this this cocktail? Okay. I made it the way that this website says to make it. and it's Wait, kinda... you didn't double the scotch? No. <laughs> well, now, wait a minute. <laughs> you can... It's, when it just says parts... 
<laughs> well, you can double a port. Well, Come on, here, engineer. Here, okay, here's what it says. <laughs> Three-tenths amaretto, okay, and seven-tenths scotch. So you can multiply those numbers by 40 if you want to. Yeah, well, yeah, but you would you usually do 14 of scotch and three of amaretto. Okay, well, Josh, <laughs> at look, least with your drambuie, look, look, how big now. look how much there is. That might be dad might made up. Anyway. Anyway, it's a little. <laughs> but basically, it's seven to three. Seven to three. Now, Weird ratio. Have you, when you try it, you'll find out that it's, it's sweet. Well, yeah sweeter than I normally make mine but I wanted to make it the way this website said so it, this is it is just amaretto and blended scotch right there's nothing else in it I mean besides your limit besides your orange the bottle. orange peel and the ice that's right and so you that's what you do you put in your scotch you put in your amaretto you do not shake it because this is a hundred you know it's it's all alcohol alcohol so you stir it good you put in your your orange twist. Now, some websites say lemon twist. Right. When I make it here at home, I don't normally do mess around with the twist. But then the other, you know, other websites vary how much amaretto, amaretto there is. Because that's where that sweetness is coming from. Well, yeah. So... I have a funny story about Amaretto. All right, here we go. Well, I was waiting. <laughs> I was waiting because you just talked about that last week, right? Yeah, I said I have a story about it, uh-huh. and and I, I'm I'm excited to get to talk about it. So let go ahead and I know you. I know there's more you want to say about your cocktail before. Well, there will go ahead. I, I'm gonna so, take a time out, take okay. some sips, do so, some eating, and and you just can go on. So when I taste this, you know, it tastes. Of amaretto. Mm-hmm. It really does. The amaretto, which is almond liqueur, for those of you who may not know, it, it really sings through. And it, it definitely brings sweetness to the party. So I, my story with, and it actually has to do with Sicily too. So, okay. you know, Italian mafia, Sicily, guard, you know, all mm-hmm. that jazz. We went to Sicily on my trip. And we, the first place we stayed was um, a, little, a little town called Taormina. And it's a coastal town. It's basically you take the ferry from the tip of the the tip of the boot, mm-hmm. the tip of the toe of the boot, mm-hmm. all the way across, just shortly across to to Sicily. Maybe like a thirty minute ferry ride. And so we were staying in this little town, and there's there's a beach town, and then you take a gondola up to like the main town. Okay. And so, but the town was called Taormina, and this was let's see, Sicily was right. After I got back from going to great grandma's funeral. Okay. So I had, I had been at this point, we had, we'd been in Italy probably a month and a half. Now, why were you in Italy, Josh? Well, I did a semester abroad through Harding. Yeah. Yeah. I did the Harding university in Florence. So, uh, we were, we were housed in Florence, but we toured all over the country. And, we were doing Sicily. So Taormina was the town we stayed at. And I was actually older than a lot of people on the trip. Because I went, I went the fall of my junior year. And a lot of people go their sophomore years. Okay. So, and I, I travel well. Because I had traveled when I was young. I'm mm-hmm. not a nervous traveler. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, people kind of gravitated to follow me. Mm-hmm. 
Well, we're in Taormina one night, and the small group of friends that I that I had, we had an open dinner night. So we just start walking around the town, which is one of my favorite things to do, and I highly suggest it whenever you go to a new town. As long as you feel safe walking around, just walk around the town and see what's to be seen. All right. Well, you know, I looked at my, my three friends, and I kind of looked back, and we, we noticed we have about five other people with us. Mm-hmm. And we're just walking around. It's, you know, you know it's 7, 8 o'clock at night, which is about when dinner happens in Italy. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, okay, well, let's, let's, let's get something to eat. We're wandering around the town. We're off the main square quite a bit. We just see this this little restaurant, mm-hmm. and we just we walk up. We have dinner. We it's get kind a, of a mom and pop restaurant. Yeah, it really is. It's a total mom and pop restaurant. You know, waiters don't speak any kind of English. Mm-hmm. the <laughs> The menu is definitely nowhere in English. Mm-hmm. It's all in Italian, and you know, it's a great little great night. We were sitting out outside because you know. That part of Italy is actually pretty low latitudinally, so it was it was still warm. It was still mm-hmm, very pleasant mm-hmm. to sit outside. Yeah, the boots pretty far south. Yeah, so we Sicily's. I mean, we're talking like central. I think it's around like the same mm-hmm. latitudes as Central America and yeah. Mexico and Central America. Well, so we we finish. We have a great meal. We take our time, and Italy, like a lot of Europe, a lot of Europe is. They will never bring you the check until you ask for it. Right. They're always just going to kind of allow you to sit and hang out. Now, we weren't drinking because Harding is a school where they... They'll expel you if they find yeah, that you've been drinking. As, it's part of their morality code that you don't drink while you're a student. Right. Now... No matter your age. No matter your age, even if you're, even if you're 21 or over. Well, there was some understood allowances because... Sometimes you're offered things like when you go to restaurants or go to someone's home, that kind of stuff, and you, you, it is extremely rude to say no. Oh, I I hear this coming. Here comes a dessert wine, oh, well, <laughs> or a so, dessert. So we, uh, <laughs> so we, we finish up our meal. Everybody's kind of done. We're just talking, and I'm I'm about to get the waiter. I was like, okay, next time I see the waiter come by, I'm gonna go ahead and grab him and and get up our billetti, so our, our ticket. Billetti. Billet, yeah. It's tic- the bill. ticket. Yeah, yeah or, the bill. Uh-huh. And <laughs> the next time I see him, he's walking out with a tray full of single old-fashioned glasses, or double, actually double old-fashioned glasses with this just caramel-colored liquor. Oh, my. In it. <laughs> and I... You knew. Uh-oh. I was waiting. You know, it was one of those, is like, we hadn't seen anything about dessert. We hadn't been brought a dessert menu or anything. Well, the waiter starts handing him out, and I go, I said, uh, you know, no thank you. Know, I was saying, no thank you. We appreciate it. Did you but- say it in Italian? Or yeah, you- I did. Mm-hmm. Mi dispiace. Like, I'm right. sorry. No, th- you know, no, no, favore, you know, no, no thank you kind of thing. It's slapping him, Josh. Well, but this it, is what they do, right? Well, that was exactly. the, that was the thing. Is like, well, we're we're trying to say, you know, we're fine. We appreciate it, but no. And he was like, "No, no, no! It's on the house." Now, so like, we didn't the, we didn't what, even have to pay for it. What's the drinking age in Italy? I think it's sixteen. Fourteen. 
<laughs> I mean, I think it's honestly 16. Yeah. So, so I mean, at this point, everybody it, at that table, but that's everybody at this table is, you know, 19, 19, 20, 21 years old. Right. And well, you weren't 21 yet. I don't think I was, but there were other people. Oh, okay. Who were, who were my same year who had already turned 21. Yeah. But me being the person that I am, like the traveler and the, like the, the wise sage of what to do, I pick up my glass. And I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to sit here with my friends for the next 30, 45 minutes, sip on this beautiful house-made amaretto because I sniff it and it smells sweet and it smells of almonds. Like I knew exactly what it was. I'm sitting across from another one of my friends and I just, I feel it. I feel every eye at the table turn and start looking at me. You're the leader of the pack. <laughs> I'm the leader of the pack. <laughs> And, you know, people are trying to figure out what to do because there are a lot of people on this trip who are, you know, not, there are people who don't want to drink or don't want to drink until they're 21. They're also afraid about getting kicked out of school for it. But, you know, we would have been able to explain it away. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm supposed to sit here for the next half hour and enjoy my friend's company at this beautiful restaurant, this beautiful house made in Reddo, and just sip it and chat and, you know, do that thing. <sighs> But I know what I had. I knew what I had to do. We had to get no. out. We had to get out of there. Oh no! <laughs> and so it's not a shooter, Josh. I know it's not. <laughs> but it became a shooter. Oh! And I just I take it. It was. I mean, it was a shot, so it wasn't like it wasn't a huge amount. It was like you know maybe ounce and a half too. And I take it, and down the hatch it went, and it was so beautiful. I'm not a huge almond fan. I'm not a huge amaretto fan. But that was some of the best, the best amaretto I ever had. And I, I shot it, I set it down, and I looked across. I looked at the person across from me whose eyes were really wide because she knew, her name was Logan. She knew exactly the same thing. She knew we we're supposed to sit here and sip it, but we have to get, <laughs> we have to get all these people out of here. And one by one, I kind of start seeing out of the corner of my eyes, like glasses tip back. <laughs> And then the Ita I see the Italians at, at, at the tables across from us just kind of shaking their head. And, then, you know, I see a couple people, like, dump it out. And I'm just like, oh, oh no. man. And so we, the waiter came back. We paid our bill. And we left. And it was just, it was one of those. And after that, like, my little group of friends and I are like, okay, once we get to the main square, we are leaving these people. <laughs> we, we, are, we are separating from the group and going our own way. Exactly. But, man, it was... <laughs> It was it was an experience. My favorite story to tell. It's not a great like it wasn't a great experience, but it's such a it's such a funny story. And I just I love I love telling that story because I mean, knowing what I know now. Right. You know, where where I'm at in my life now, I'm just like I want I and I I could not find that restaurant if I try to find it again. Yeah, like, like I want to go back to that restaurant and sit and sip and, you know, do all that, but I I doubt I could find that restaurant if I tried to. Right. In Taormina. Wow. That's too bad. But this is good. You know, the, the scotch the scotch adds a little bit of backbone, a little bit of depth to it. Adds a little extra earthiness to it. What uh, what scotch did you use? It was a uh, famous grouse. Okay. So, so you could have used any scotch you wanted to. Yeah. Did it typically, say it's just a blended scotch. You could, and you could put smoke in there if you wanted to making smoke in the glass godfather <laughs> right but i don't normally do that either 
Well, and you wouldn't want to you you wouldn't want to use a a single malt in this. I don't know why you couldn't. I'm not saying you couldn't. I don't think you'd want to. Well, it doesn't. You know, those the single malts really aren't made to be a mixer. Right. They made it. They're made to sip and relax. Yeah. Have a cigar by the fire or whatever. Right. Now, what do you think about the sweetness? Because it's it's there. Yeah. I don't think it's too much, personally. I think this is pretty well balanced. I pref- well my my recipe is like a jigger of scotch and a half ounce of the amaretto. This is like it's one to it's one to two, so it's two ounces of scotch to one ounce of amaretto. So that's that's what's in this glass right yeah, now. That's what's in this glass. To me, that's a little sweet. Well, that's not following the ratio that they say, though. There's, it was seven to three, so that makes it for three ounces. Oh, it's excuse me, it's one ounce. It's one ounce of amaretto to two ounces of scotch. So that's a little sweet. Yeah, and I mean, you could put another quarter ounce or a half ounce of scotch in this to follow the seven to three. Right. Well, I. Because you're running a you're running a six to three ratio, right? Well, I I did make it seven to three, so <laughs> okay. it is more than the what I said. Okay, so now, you, you actually did follow that set that yeah. ratio. So there are, there's the Godmother. Okay, what's what's with the Godmother? That sounds like uh, uh, from a convent. <laughs> but I was it, think I was thinking Cinderella. Okay, okay, but that's Amarillo and vodka, and I'm sure it's the same ratio. Then there's the Godchild, which is brandy and amaretto. Okay. And there's the Boss, which is bourbon and amaretto. And then there's the Godfather Sour. So this is Scotch whiskey, amaretto, lemon juice, egg white, and sugar. That actually sounds pretty good. I kind of want to make that one. Yeah. Well, I like the sour too, and I. Well, it's it's an it's an amaretto it's an amaretto sour with scotch, exactly. So okay. you could vary it and make it with bourbon. It's unknown as to who came up with the Godfather cocktail. Martin Scorsese, huh? <laughs> Said Martin. Well, Martin Scorsese. <laughs> well, so the Godfather movie, we probably see him, Marlon Brando, who played. Uh, Michael. Michael. Yeah, it's Michael. Oh, who plays Vito Corleone. Oh, Vito Corleone. Vito, yeah, Vito's Vito. So we see him probably drinking a Godfather. And that was in the 70s is when that came out. Right. Now, the Italians would say, uh, we, in, we invented it. I'm, and I think, I think, uh, Amore. Amaretto, which is what D- the brand I D- use. Serrano? Oh, no, you use Diamore. That's right. I use Diamore. And they would say maybe they invented it. Yeah. I mean, I, it was know, I didn't or... see that on their website. But, you know, you know there's I, all kinds of variations of this drink. You know, I think with it going back and, and being one of the top Italian cocktails... I think it'll probably go back farther than that. And it probably 
let's be honest, it probably traces its roots to Sicily. It probably does. Because I citrus. I, I couldn't get that. I mean, citrus and almonds and, and I mean, so the, the, the money part of this is the scotch. Like that's the, that's the. Like the, you said earlier, that's the backbone. Yeah, but it's also like, it's what makes it, you know, a god, you know, the godfather, the Don, would be able to get scotch. Right. Whereas, then, you know, the neighborhood person may not be, would not be able to afford scotch. So, they're just drinking amaretto. Now, so, the, in Italy, the Don, is going to be a problem getting scotch? I wouldn't. Not currently. Yeah. I'm talking way back. Oh, yeah. I'm talking back probably when this cocktail was invented. Oh, okay. And kind of the, or I'm creating an origin story. Origin story. Okay. You know, and that's what makes it the godfather is, you know, the godfather could afford the scotch and then he has the amaretto, which reminds him of home. And that's why it's the godfather. Oh, okay. That, that makes a lot of good sense. Yeah. I mean, you know. So there's another theory instead of the 70s. There's another theory that it was like in the 1950s by a bartender named Dornanto Antoine. Okay. He also claims to have invented it. So what where is he from? This was in I don't see where it was. But you know, it kind of doesn't matter where it was, but right. it does matter that he claims it. Well, I'm just wondering if it was in Italy or if it was in the United States. Well, this was the United States. Well, but I think I think it's a I think it's a really good cocktail. I, I I'm pleasantly surprised by this cocktail. Oh, really? Knowing that it has you know amaretto in it. Well, it doesn't have the smoke. Well, but knowing that it has amaretto in it, I was uh, I was worried that it may get too sweet. But it, this is a, it's very, very well balanced. Now, uh-huh. I can understand somebody who is sensitive to sweet wanting more scotch in this. But to me, it's, it's very, it's actually, it's or your very dad well balanced. Who says make a double? Well, dad says double the scotch, not just make it a double. Uh-huh. But I think it's, you know, I think it comes across well. It goes great with all this, with these meats, with the Italian meats on the table. So the, the 750 of the Diamore Amaretto mm-hmm. is like 14 bucks. Right. And the 750 of the famous Grouse is like 35 Yeah. So this is a, a very reasonably priced cocktail. Yeah. And, you know. But am- you may not find it at lots of bars. No, you you probably won't. A lot of bars nowadays don't carry amaretto right anymore. Sometimes they'll carry di Serrano, which is an amaretto. It is, yeah. But a lot of times bars just don't have it because it's not ordered. Like it's right. not really, at least around here, mm-hmm. it's not really, it's not really ordered. And if it is in a cocktail, it's usually so minuscule an amount, it's not worth their cost sheet to buy. To buy a bottle of it. Correct. I mean, because I don't, I mean, Amaretto, you know, we talked about Digestivos last week. Mm-hmm. You know, Amaretto is, is a Digestivo. It's an after dinner. Mm-hmm. It's an after dinner closer. Right. But it's on the, it's a sweet style like the limoncello. Right. It's just, it's not really drunk anymore around here because it, a lot of times it got a bad rap with the Amaretto Sours. Oh, okay. Because, you know, back in the, 
50s to 70s, Amaretto Sours just got super sweet. And they get, they, you know, sour mixes and. Oh, yeah. You know, traditionally a sour is an egg white cocktail. Well, that, that, that's like that's what, what you talked, that's like reading. what you talked about, but they, but they morphed mm-hmm. in the seventies with the, well, I think it was the seventies probably, but with the introduction of a, a sour mix and right. then the whole work and then the whole freak out about egg, you know, eggs and salmonella, which egg white cocktails are not going to give you some salmonella today's eggs that almost everybody's using are so pasteurized you're not going to get that also when you make it the lemon juice that you put in there is an acid which kills salmonella right and that's why right that's why it's always in every egg white cocktail that you're ever going to have there's going to be some sort of exactly. high acid citrus juice exactly to get that but also to give it some of the the coagulation to give the, the bubbles right but and a classic amaretto sour is actually pretty good. I haven't, I haven't made that one, so I, I guess I need to do that. Now you were saying that a lot of bars don't have the amaretto. Yeah. DIY. Two. I cups, don't know. If it's two worth. cups vodka. Two vanilla beans split. Three quarters cup white sugar. A half a cup of brown sugar. And two tablespoons of almond extract. Oh, no. That doesn't sound good to me either, Josh. No. Just um, buy just buy a bottle. Yeah, for 14 bucks. Or buy or if you don't want a full four, seven five, a lot of those come in pints and half pint. Oh, they do, right. I mean it's gonna be gonna cost that's, you close to the amount of a, a full three that's seven five. That's gonna last you a long time. <laughs> yeah, but if you I mean just go buy a pint of it. Mm-hmm. You know? It'll cost you more per ounce, but you're not gonna have you're not gonna have it laying around. And really, the amaretto, it has the almonds, but it also has is it uh, apricot pits? I don't know. I think that's what it was. Yeah, crust essence of apricots, and I think that's the apricot. Well, it's that nuttiness. It, so there's apricots a lot of nuttiness in this. Huh? Apricots are kind of nutty themselves. Yeah. So there's a lot of nuttiness in this. So, you know, I, I like this drink. It's not my first choice necessarily, but it's it's on the list. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's scotch and you've got amaretto in the house. So, yeah, definitely makeable. Anytime I want it. I, I think this it. is something that, you know, a lot of non-scotch drinkers would enjoy. I think so too, because think, you know you just use that, you know that famous grouse or some other generic blended. You could use your uh, Johnny Walker Red, you know for I sure. Mean, yeah, you could use black. I mean, even and if you got Johnny yeah, Walker Black, you move it up a little bit. Black, yeah. Shebus. I mean, you could use Shebus. I mean, any any of the main blended blended whiskeys that are out there, you could even you could use and would be fine. You could use. I mean, you could use an Irish whiskey as well. I wouldn't use it like a single malt Irish whiskey. I don't like think the Sexton so. that we've had before. But you could use Jameson. Or John Powers. Something Jameson, like that. Jameson, John Powers. Anything like that would be fine if you've got it in your bar and you want to try this. But the, the scotch is going to add something a little bit different because it just has that that extra kind of depth to it that sometimes Irish whiskey doesn't have. Right. And if you wanted that smokiness, we'll just... 
Go for it. You know, if I, you know what I would say is I would use three quarters of the amount of blended scotch and then a quarter of the amount of your smoky scotch of choice. Well, that's seven. To, that's no, 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 oh. no, 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 no. Two, five the, of, to of, seven, five. Of the parts of whiskey, uh-huh. three quarters of that is blended. Mm-hmm. And then a quarter of it would be your smoke. Yeah, but okay, okay, gotcha. Because it'll give it that hint or that undertone. Yeah, you don't. Or have use to. something like Talisker Storm that's not age designated, or right something something like that that that'll give you that smoke without you know being thirty dollars a shot in a bar kind right. of thing. Right. Now, if you wanted to do the Prosecco Tonica. Limoncello tonica? No. Uh, I'm sorry. I said, yeah. The limoncello tonica. So it's like one part of the limoncello and three parts of the tonica. And what they normally do is they take the basil and they slap it. Yep. To get those oils, put that in there with it, stir it all up, keep it good and cold. It's really not that bad. I'm just saying it was very sweet because limoncello is so sweet yeah and really tonic water has got some sweetness to it yes it does yeah tonic but it it's really it's really a good drink yeah and i just i just changed for the reason that it really wasn't on the top 10 yeah and i mean you can make i may order i may order it when we're in italy you definitely could do that now another one that you could think about which is not really italian but you could have limoncello lemon drop yeah a, a, a martini yes and martini is like martinis in the t- in the top italian it's cocktails in the top, yeah it's in the top 10 because because it is technically an italian cocktail now this this list shows it as number eight well and it's eight to two it's eight parts gin and two parts vermouth yeah, there's a <laughs> there's a whole martini debate about that, but about West, the how much vermouth? Yeah, that's a. I think that's a. We still hadn't had that <laughs> vermouth episode. I was, I was gonna say, I think that's a conversation for a different day. <laughs> well, I, I we know what Gene would do. Well, we know what a lot of Gene. people do. Just uh, put the vermouth in, swirl it around, pour it out, put it in the gin. Done. Yeah. Well, and a lemon twist. Well, this was a great, uh, great time uh, getting into some Italian cocktails. Are you getting getting more revved up to go to Italy now? I'm getting more revved up. Well, we've got one more week before you head off for your Italian adventure, and it's going to be a wine week. So, Dad, what are we going to do? What are we going to do for this wine week? We're doing Italian wines. Oh, of course, <laughs> of course, we're going to do Italian wine. So, what are you going to do? You t- you say yours first. Well, so Seth Barlow wrote, he writes for the Dim Gaz, and it just so happens that last week he talked about the philosophical look at the favorite grapes of Italian. Let's let's be honest, Seth loves Nebbiolo. Just well, and, that out there. and that would be a great, great pick. The one I'm going to look for is Porta Duri del Barbaresco. So it's a Barbaresco. Okay, yeah. So that should be 
a good one. And a Barbaresco is the queen of the Italian noise. Oh, Barbaresco. So, all right. This have, is... you, have you had a Barbaresco lately? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've had Barbarescos and Brulos. Well, we didn't find any at Wild Wines last night. No, we <laughs> did not because they're, they're a little they, bit, they can be a little bit up there in price. Well, and I think, every, was everything American? Oh, Dad. Come on. Think about the stuff we drank. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, not everything was American. Most of the stuff at VIP night was American. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next week, I'm not sure what brand and what label I'm going to do because I'm going to have to do a little research to see what's available. I'm going to be doing either a Brunello de Montalcino or I'm going to be doing a Rosso de Montalcino. And I say that, and I'll kind of explain the difference next week, but I'm going to be doing one of the Brunello or the Rosso de Montalcinos that I can find here in the state of Arkansas. And, you know, keep your eyes peeled on Instagram to see some of my shopping adventures as, uh, as we get ready for next week. See, that seems to be part of our problem. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll say, here's what we're doing next week, and then we'll go to the liquor store, and it's like, not in the state of Arkansas. Or it's mm. just sold out. Or sold out. <laughs> yeah. Because I looked for something yesterday for mom and it was it was just sold out. So but it'll be uh Well that's on this same list that I, I know, and that's why that, <laughs> I know. But uh I think it's gonna be a lot of good it's gonna be a lot of fun and um I'm I'm really looking forward to because you know I love I love some Italian wine. I love me some Italian wine. All right. I do too. Well, once again we are very appreciative and we say thank you guys for coming along with us on this journey as we're Tasting some great Italian cocktails here and getting Dad ready to go to Italy and getting him excited on his trip. So, Dad, uh, thanks. It's a great, great cocktail episode. Good episode, yeah. Cocktails yeah. are always fun. <laughs> cocktails are definitely always fun. So, remember to give us a like, a follow, a thumbs up, a star, whatever your favorite podcast platform does. We love to see those coming through. Tell us what we, what you like, what you don't like, what you think we should do better. Remember, we're out there on the socials. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Most active on Instagram. We are at Acquired Tastings. If you want to send us an email, send us an email at acquiredtastings at gmail.com. And once again, I'm Josh Mills. And I'm John Mills. And we'll see you next time. Thank you and goodbye.